Welcome to the Kick and Chase podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Premier League. By breaking down each game week, reflecting on team and player performances, we'll make sure you're up to date on all news and analysis. Addressing the best FPL moves and adjustments will also have your team ready to rack up points in the upcoming round of fixtures. Without further ado, let's get stuck in. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Kick and Chase podcast, episode 12. Once again, no saw here with one. Today, we're going to be discussing Champions League and this previous game week's fixtures. Uh, Champions League just wrapped up yesterday. Uh, Atletico, Chelsea, and City Gladbach wrapped it up. Gladbach. Um, Juan, which game week do you want to or which game do you want to talk about first out of all those ties? Uh, the, like the the ones they played on Tuesday. Um, well, I mean, you could just we can talk about the each fixture collectively. I mean, both legs. I mean, the the first legs happened quite a while ago, but uh, I mean, they kind of go hand in hand, obviously. I think the, the most interesting side of it. the most interesting interesting leg was definitely the Juventus Porto. That Seriously, was fanta- that was fantastic. What do you mean? Yeah, and I mean, socks well, no, I mean, they're all so. they're all interesting in their own right but i mean i get what you mean i don't know i I didn't really like the psg barca one i thought barca was flat um but yeah i thought juventus i was really surprised especially because like porto porto had 10 men in the second leg and they still somehow won on on aggregate so that blew my mind porto porto had 10 men ronaldo had quite a few chances he missed um, they the free kick in the second half was like I, I want to say 35 to 40 yards out mm. and it goes beside the wall or under no through the wall and in the corner Chesney fell short and couldn't get it but there's a lot of criticism on Ronaldo and the other people in the mm-hmm. wall kind of twisting their bodies and not really like facing it and trying to block it 100% and that was ultimately what cost them the goal because it went right through them so I mean that was kind of sloppy on their part, and also I mean being up a man, you you're expected to get goals and, and um, finish the tie strong and win it. I mean as soon as the red card happened, I thought Juventus was winning at 100, percent but then they just blew it. I just want to go back to that whole wall thing. Why is Ronaldo in the wall? I don't understand that. I mean, all forwards go in the wall, right? So then the defenders can cover the players who are in the box for the potential cross. But, like, you always leave one man high. So why wouldn't Ronaldo be the guy not you when leave high? Because you need goals. extra time. Yeah, but you need to no, score. because that was an extra time, no? The free kick? Yeah. The free kick was an extra time, which, which mm-hmm. gave the, the... That tied it up and gave Porto the edge on away goals. Uh-huh. So, I mean, at that point, you're defending a free kick in extra time. Every action means a lot. I can see why he's in the wall. All forwards go in the wall. He's not going to camp at half. It kind of seems counterintuitive. I don't know. So, I'd rather have him high, try to sneak in a goal or something like that. But, yeah, it was, he's also it was a, tall, so it's only natural he goes in the wall. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, you have a point. What did, um, what did you think uh, about, I mean, no surprise with Liverpool. 
big four nothing aggregate. Everyone saw it from a mile away. Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane. They uh, I thought Leipzig was a bit. Leipzig was a bit disappointing, considering they were so strong last year. Ubacano, whatever his name is, he was he was kind of weak, and a couple of the fixtures didn't really look his usual self. And I mean, it's a Liverpool side that are struggling right now, so you'd think that they take advantage, but they didn't even get a goal, did they? No, they didn't. So I thought Liverpool played I mean, great, uh, though. I liked I liked what I saw from them. Um, I actually really liked what I saw from Nat Phillips as well in the back. I think he's got to stay in there. Um, and I mean, Jota's back. We'll touch on that later when we talk about the Prem, but. Jota did come back for this game. He was pretty influential, although he didn't score. But I really, really liked what yeah. I saw. Yeah, it's it's just textbook getting the job done, doing doing everything right. Uh, Liverpool didn't slip up, didn't do any mistakes. Um, that's all you can really ask of them. And I think Leipzig, although they're a good side, it was probably easier than what they could have got. And, and next round's really gonna tell if Liverpool's uh, up for the task of actually going far this year. Um, yeah, I agree. One thing we didn't say with the Juve, uh, I want to touch upon quickly is, I mean, we we talked about it with our buddy so much. Is do, do you think that this whole project Ronaldo was a failure? With this being the third year now that Juve hasn't made it past the quarterfinals. No, I don't think it's a failure. I think <clears throat> bringing in a guy that basically averages a goal a game. Um, Obviously, yeah, he came with a big price tag, but you you got him to win now. And he's done absolutely everything he can for this team. He's constantly at the top of the Serie A scoring charts. He's constantly at the top of the Champions League scoring charts. So he's doing what they brought him in to do. The problem, I think, is in management and with Pirlo. Because the Juventus team is so bad, so boring, and so predictable that they need to, they need to switch things up, man. Like, it... Aside from Ronaldo, there's a few players I like here and there, but no one really like strikes fear into my heart right when I see them. And I don't think Chesney or however you pronounce his name, I don't think that's a tender that's gonna win you a uh, a Champions League. I just don't think. He I has think the it's. Experience. I think Chesney's good. I when I look at the whole quote unquote project Ronaldo, I think I've looked at it from all angles, and I think it's. I've grown to realize I can't look at it as a complete failure. I'd say there's a good and bad way to look at it. One, okay, they brought in a guy who, yeah, he's done his his part for sure. He's scoring plenty of goals. Um, he he could have carried them if other people supported him and, and helped him with the results. Um, but then you look at it, the other side of things. He takes a lot of the spotlight. He is kind of many people have called him a hog on occasion yeah he's a goal scorer but maybe other people are struggling and and lack confidence because they're not getting the ball as much because Ronaldo's taking all the chances they spend a hundred million on him yeah he was a great investment he's one of the best players in the world right now um but could have could they have used that hundred million to invest in a multitude of players and then invested for the future because now they're stuck at a time where Chiellini's retiring Benucci soon Ronaldo's most likely leaving. Now they're almost further back than they were when they brought Ronaldo in. So it's like, and the results have been worse from getting Ronaldo now from before when they didn't have him. So it's like, 
I wouldn't say it was a complete failure, but I think the management, for this to be a success, the management had to bring in the tools along with Ronaldo to have them win within these three years. So at least when Ronaldo leaves and things are back to kind of rebuild, they had something to show for it. But now Ronaldo's going to be leaving. They have no trophies to show for it. They're arguably in a worse position than they were earlier. And it's like... And to touch on Pirlo, I don't think it's Pirlo's fault. I think Pirlo's, although he lacks experience, I think he's put up pretty good lineups every week. Seems to have the respect of the players. I think it's the management. They should have brought in a couple other big players to support Ronaldo. Chiesa was great. Um, McKenney is great too, but these guys are almost too young, right? They don't have experience. Like they needed almost like a, they need to bring in a big boy like Pogba. Or, I don't know. It's, it's hard to pinpoint an exact person. Like, you kind of you, you need a winger. You you need a winger because the way that this team plays, they're not good enough through the middle where they can break you down. Kind of like a, I'm trying to think of a team that doesn't play with any wingers. I can't think of any right now, but. Um, they're not good enough through the middle to beat you that way. And you have someone who's such an aerial threat in Ronaldo, but you don't really have the wingers to get him the ball, right? Like Yeah, it was just Quadrado really getting in the balls in the box. Exactly, and I, I'm a massive fan of Weston McKinney. I'm a huge fan of um, Kulisevsky too. But these are all guys that are trying to make a name for themselves right now. Weston McKinney's a little different because he's like a, mid, like a central midfielder. But these are all guys that are trying to make a name for themselves. So, yeah, like, they'll feed Ronaldo as much as they can. But, like, there's going to be times when Ronaldo should probably get the ball and they're going to shoot because they're young, they're hungry. So I yeah. think the problem, what's going on here with Pier- with the whole Pirlo thing is kind of what happened with Chelsea and Lampard, where you're like, okay, like, what's, what, like, what's wrong here? Right, and then they bring in actually. Someone yeah, like that's a good. That's a good point because Lampard, there, all the tools were there. They were in a bad squad. It's just it just wasn't working. Lampard couldn't find the winning formula. It exactly. didn't have the t- the proper tactics. So I mean, it could just be like a smoke screen. Like Ronaldo's the issue, and like the management not bringing in people. But it could have honestly just been Pirlo. Because I was even saying to Matteo when we were talking about Juve, when I look at Juve's squad, I don't even see them as being that poor. Like Rabiot's a good player. Arthur is pretty good. Um, Benton Coors been pretty shit as of late but like he can be decent from time to time Morata's whenever he's on Juve Morata seems to play fantastic Chiesa's great Cadrado always puts in peaches in the box and the, and they have some of the most experienced center backs in the world mm-hmm. along with Delict. like I, I don't like I think Chesney's pretty good so it could have been Pierlo honestly yeah, they they just need to find all the angles. They need to find their their manager, just like Chelsea did with Tuchel. And now look at them. I mean, we'll touch on it later, but they they also shut out Atletico Madrid in the uh, in the Champions League as well. So like they clearly the weapons were there, and they found someone who can use them properly. And I, as much as I love Pirlo, and I think he's an incredible player, sometimes that just doesn't translate to management, or maybe it's just wrong place, wrong time. Where it's like he it was just unprofessional be great... because yeah. he he took over the Juve second team, the B team, and then they're like, "Oh, screw it, we're actually firing the coach. Let's bring Pirlo straight to the to the main squad." It's like, is that really the right move? Like, it's mm-hmm. just kind of just so premature. And, and Lampard's a great example of it. And I mean, we'll see how Pirlo bounces back next season. But I I, I could see him going after half a season because if Ronaldo leaves, they're going to be back at square one. I I doubt they're going to be the strongest side in Serie A without Ronaldo next year. 
with Inter flying, like they're gonna have the same struggles once again. So and you're not gonna get anywhere um, near a hundred mil for him either. So yeah, they have to take that for into Ronaldo, account. Yeah, there's no I way you're Ronaldo, getting. Him. I don't even know what his evaluation is right now. Maybe I'm because they're valuing Messi at eighty. So and Messi's younger, and I think Messi has a little more time to him, right? So I think maybe sixty. I think is fair. I don't know, probably seventy. I'm thinking just because he's yeah. how old is he? Like 35, 36? Ronaldo is thirty six. Like thirty six, like that's a little bit on the older side. But then you look at everything he does, and you're like, yikes! Thirty six, and he's still he's banging still in like it. thirty goals a season. No, hundred percent. It's just who, who, what matters, or why does it matter if he's slower and and doesn't have his tactical abilities before? If he's a poacher who can score better than anyone in the world. Besides the top top players, I mean, you're here, dumb not to buy him, right? Here, I just found so. his uh his current market value as of December 29th, twenty twenty, is sixty six mil. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. Um, but look, that's enough of Juve. You, you mentioned Tuchel. I watched the full Chelsea, Atletico second leg, dude. They're looking, they're a joy to watch. They're pretty honestly. scary, eh? They're um. Their back line is strong, dude. When you got Rudiger, Zuma, just huge. Rudiger was bullying Suarez all game. And then Christensen, he didn't play this game. I'm not sure why, but he's been fantastic recently. That's three big guys right there. And you have Thiago Silva on the bench. Then you have Reese James. Or or no, they played Aspilicueta. That's who they played. He's been really good too. Holy man. I I thought Aspi was coming towards the end of his career when I went to England last or two years ago, and saw him play. Kind of seemed like he was nearing the edge. He seemed like he was just getting outpaced. But in the five at the back, when he's playing that right center back role, he he works perfectly. So then you got those three. You got Christensen. You got Thiago Silva. You got James, and you got two options with Chua Alonso. And then you have Jorginho, Kovacic, and Conte. Honestly, what more can you want in the midfield? I don't think Jorginho's anything special, but Kovacic, I think, is severely underrated. I, I love watching him play. Fast, aggressive, always hungry for the ball. Um, and then you have Conte, who's back to his best. Conte got man of the match in that game. Yeah, he's, 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 he's always a machine. He's everywhere. He's always a machine, yeah. Literally everywhere. And, I mean, look and... at the team. If you have a guy like, like Callum Hudson-Odoi and Pulisic coming off the bench... There's quite a few teams who those guys would probably slot right into the starting, just starting five. Like Cal, uh, Hudson Adoy or Pulisic, if you put them on uh, Atletico, they're probably starting. They're probably starting over Urente. So and then, yeah, that just shows and, the quality. Werner, Werner too is starting to improve. Um, although he's not firing goals left, right, and center, his overall performances have been improving. Same with Havertz. Um, Zayek, yeah, he's he scored. Wasn't amazing, but he scored, so that's a positive. Mm-hmm. I just think they're they're a good side. I when I'm looking at people they could play, uh, other than some of these top dogs, like I could see them toss around Real Madrid. Uh, I could see them toss around Dortmund as well. Oh, they can play with anyone right now. With anyone in the world, I think they, they can, can they play can with anyone. But I th- I think. PSG, Bayern, and City would all be the favorites against them. Um, but if if they're to draw Dortmund or 
Porto or Real Madrid or even Liverpool, I'd say that they have a pretty good chance for, to make it decently far. And we're also so. like we haven't mentioned him, but uh, like anyone with two eyes can see this. Mendy's absolutely insane. That he might be the signing of the season, honestly. He saved this team big time. Remember how bad Keppa was? How many games he costed them? Yeah. And now you have a now you have a goalie who literally has bailed you out countless times, and now you have a defense that's literally standing up, grabbing clean sheets like it's nothing. It's like, man, M- Mendy. And wow, Mount was on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I say if you. I like Havertz. I, I, I think he's going to just continuously get better and better as he gets adjusted to the team. I say you swap out Ziyech for Mount. I think that's I think that's your your front three. Werner, Mount, Havertz. I think that causes the most problems. And then if they're not doing well, just sub them off for the big guns off the bench and you have extra um, creative players to kind of switch things up if things aren't going well. Yeah, yeah, they have all the tools. It's to something it. that's really important with this team is you're always going to have competition for your spot, right? Like, you're never going to have someone that's complacent. Because say Havertz has a bad game, he starts playing very well, whatever. You have Pulisic, who everyone's seen what he can do, right? Like, look, remember the yeah. restart of the Premier League last season? This guy was scoring goals like it was his daily. I mean, it kind of is his day job. But, like, that's what I'm saying. That's why this team's actually extremely scary. Um, yeah. But we can move on. I mean, City also blanked Munchen Gladbach. I think we, you and I both saw that coming. I don't think we have to touch on that very much. Yeah, just classy play. They look strong all around. Dor- or, uh, De Bruyne scored a filthy goal against Gladbach. Man, that guy is just insane. He scored the goal when I was watching. That. I was watching the highlights. I saw it, and I just got triggered to go on TikTok and like look up De Bruyne goals because man. It's just like a joy to watch that guy. Yeah, he's quality. And it was his, I'm pretty sure it was his weak, he's right-footed, right? Yeah, he's right-footed. He's scoring left-footed shots from the 18 bar down. Like it's, And he had a free kick in the second half. The The dip he put on the ball was... I don't even know how he did it. It was Ronaldo-esque. Well, I mean... I swear he hit it just... Yeah. Over, he hit it way over the bar and it somehow dipped and almost went. And I was like, how does he do that, man? I mean, he's probably the best two-footed player in the world, so... He's nuts. He's yeah, nuts. He's, he's miles ahead of every midfielder. And another person on City that was really good was Foden. As he, always. Foden was was sick against Gladbach. As always. Uh, speaking of another disgusting midfielder, uh, Bayern, they won 6-2. Um, once again, my favorite player on the pitch, even though he got subbed off, was Kimmich. I, I love this guy, man. I love Kimmich. It's just it seems like yeah. he's kind of like De Bruyne in the sense where they never make the wrong decision, never. They're definitely the best two in the world right now for sure. Kimmich is, and he's young man. He's so composed for his age. It's crazy. He plays like he's like thirty two, with just his decision making. I mean, and, and how he goes about things. He's the second coming of Lom. He might even be better than Lom when it's all said and done. So, oh, as in terms of playing different positions and being versatile he's probably he's better i think lom was a better defender but kimish definitely has more to his game than lom ever did so yeah and then what else but, have we not talked about here well byron byron to one thing to be said though they steamrolled lazio but they still conceded two and there's times where byron's defense kind of got sloppy so i think 
they really got to just be careful because coming up against someone like PSG with Mbappe or Liverpool with Salah, like, it's not going to be as easy as Lazio with guys missing chances because they're not as good. But when it's the top dogs, you need to defend properly. So, I mean, Bayern's going to play well, but if they don't defend, they can lose for sure. So it's not going to be as easy as the 1920 season, that's for sure. No, 100%. But, 100%. Um, well, Holland. So we haven't touched on Holland. Scored Holland, two. yeah, they've... They slapped Sevilla. I, I was not expecting that. Sevilla I've watched many times, especially the Europa League final last year against Inter. I thought they put up a bigger fight against Dortmund, potentially beat Dortmund. They didn't. It just goes to show you how easy Holland and Sancho can push your back line and score. Um, I mean, this show is going to quickly gross. become a, like the Holland suck-off show because we always literally just blow them the entire time. But the aggregate of this leg was 5-4. I don't know if you noticed, but of the five goals that were scored in this leg, Holland scored four of them. Oh, no, he's filthy. He has the most, he was the fastest to hit 20 goal, Champions League goals, like even uh, faster than Ronaldo and Messi. I think he has all the tools to crush every Champions League record uh, for sure. I think that's not far-fetched to say. He's tall, he's fast, he's tactical, he's got good shooting. I mean, he's got all the um, all the things you need to be a complete striker. And so. man, how old is he? He's like twenty. He's twenty, dude. dude he you should not be that composed in the Champions League at twenty years old. And yeah. he scored. He scored just, them from every way, man. Left foot, right foot, penalty. Like, yeah, I don't think he scored one in this leg with his head. But we've seen him do it before. It's just I. There's actually not a str. I mean, this might be a stretch. But if I could have any striker on my team right now and I'm starting a team, I'm choosing Holland. I'm probably choosing Holland over Lewandowski. The only, the only person that's like similar to his game is Lewandowski. I think Lewandowski is still better than Holland. Yeah, but he is. That's just because he's refined. He's, he's in his 30s. Um, but Holland, the fact that you're even comparing the two in Holland's 20 just shows exactly. you how impressive he is. Exactly. And, well, we've said it plenty of times. If every big squad in Europe is not on the hunt for this guy, you're you're just doing it wrong. Like whoever gets him has a, a very bright future ahead of them, to say the least. Yeah, you're set. So, you have a you have a striker for like the next decade, and a really good um, one. Real Madrid beat Atalanta. I thought Zapata was pretty wasteful in the. I know he's your Colombian guy, but Zapata was kind of wasteful in the second leg, but. Real Madrid kind of, um, they took advantage of a screw up at the back where Benzema scored, but they were clinical. One thing I will say, because we'll finish off with Barca after this, because I want to comment on them. Vincius Jr., I might as well pair them together. Vincius Jr. and Usman Dembele, Dembele have to be the most wasteful players <laughs> in Europe, considering their talent. I've never seen two guys who can do so much with the ball, but when it comes to the final product, they are just atrocious. And Vincius Jr. Wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, Vincius Jr. went all the way from his own end, had a little give and go with Mendy, went went through like four players, and then he just dinked it completely wide. Like, I I, I can't with this guy. Ramos fell on the ground with his hands on his head. (laughs) (laughs) Because Ramos was literally in disbelief. Like, come on, bro. Like... Kind of reminds Anyways, me of continue. like a young. Uh, I mean, he's still pretty young. But remember how Coleman was, Kingsley Coleman, 
where all he would do actually he's it's like Douglas Costa where all this guy does is dribble and create danger but they never can actually score yeah yeah very similar to Douglas Costa but it's like man um he was poor I mean Benzema just Benzema mm-hmm. basically puts Real Madrid on his back and him and Ramos are like the key players but I think Real Madrid have like the heart and they've always been like Mr. Champions League ever since winning three in a row so I, I think they have a good chance of going decently far they always if, do if, especially with Zidane yeah. doesn't matter what the squad is I mean I have a statistic right in front of me here that I'm glad you brought up Ramos uh, the statistic says Real Madrid have not been eliminated from the Champions League when Ramos is in the lineup since 2015 that's insane yeah yeah he's just I don't want to. I never want to say bad things about Real because I know at the end of the day, even if they're not the most like glamorous squad right now, they still have Ramos. They still have Modric. Modric, uh, I respect Modric so much because like he, the guy's 34, 33, 35. I'm not sure. No matter what he is, he plays like he's like 20 in his 20s right now. He's still like insanely Modric. good. One of the best midfielders in the world. Then you got Cruz. And you have Asensio who can come off the bench and start, and then you have the cr- young creators like Rodrigo, Vincius Jr. I mean, and obviously Isco's in there as well. They have tools there to go far. I I wouldn't put them uh, put it against them to to do well. It's just there's a lot of tough competition, obviously. One hundred percent. And then, lastly, PSG Barca, like like Chelsea, I think PSG's defense is really. Like Marquinhos is one of the best defenders in the world right now. He's very good at the back, very composed, very vocal. Um, that squad is 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 coming together nicely. The only thing I don't like about PSG is I find they lack a bit, a little bit of discipline, especially Verratti. Some of these guys just get a little too many cards. That guy parodies the Argentinian guy. He seems a little bit too over aggressive. And those little things can screw you over because say they have to miss a leg from too many cards or they get a red card, that can decide your fate, right? What you, would you call him? Parody? P- parodies or Parades? What's his, how do you pronounce parades. it? Parades. <laughs> well, these European names, man. There's multiple from, ways to from Argentina. Um, oh my goodness. But I feel I feel bad for Messi because, like I said, Usman Dembele he was getting served on a platter in the second leg, and although it was a big mountain to climb, if Usman Dembele would have scored the first two chances he got in the first half, it would have been a totally different game. I mean, and he should have had a hat trick. Moment of, he should have had a hat trick. Yep, it's just Messi showed a moment of brilliance, scored. I, I mean, he missed the penalty, but still, he scored one goal at least. It's like, man, it just it gave me flashbacks of when. They played Liverpool at the Camp Nou, and they were up three nothing. And, and Dembele could have made it four. And the, like, remember in the last attack of the game, he passed it to Dembele, he squared it to him in the box, and Dembele shot it right at the goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could have made it four nothing for Barca going back to Anfield, and things would have been probably different. But once again, Dembele kind of falling up short, and it just goes to show. Like, I don't know if Messi's gonna stay. But it's going to be tough for him to find the motivation to stay because although he's he's having a decent season and Barca has some good players there and Coleman's kind of getting things together, at the end of the day, his supporting cast is letting him down like they've always done for the past three years. So, what did um, what'd you think of Griezmann? Because I really liked what I saw from him 
in this league. He's he's getting better. He, he's getting better. I I, I think <clears> his relationship with Messi is getting better, and I think he's starting to kind of he's scoring some better goals and getting more confidence. And even like players like Braithwaite, I think have been pretty good for Barca in terms of just getting adding a different aspect. It's just players like Dembele just disappointing, and people like Busquets. I think Busquets PK and that young guy with the ponytail. I don't know exactly what his name is. Oh, Mingueza? Yeah, like some of these, their center backs need sorting 100%. I like Dest. I like Alba still. I mean, Frankie de Jong was playing center back this game. Yeah, because they're playing, they're playing five mm-hmm. at the back now because I think they just realized that PK and Mingueza or PK and Longley is just getting rinsed. They can't handle it, so they put De Jong at the back, and they're kind of going like a che- from a Chelsea approach. I think that's a waste, over... don't you think? Don't you think that's a waste of Frankie De Jong's skill? Because Frankie De Jong, I think it's probably, a waste of Frankie. Yeah, he's he can like he can control the tempo of a game like no one else, and he's very very young. But if you're putting him as a center back, and not even just a center back, but the middle center back in a five at the back, or three at the back, however you want to see it, like. There's no way, like you're literally wasting this player. He should be in there instead yeah. of Busquets or Pedri. Like find someone else to play center back. Yeah, and they had Frankie's, options on the bench too. He's a band aid, right? Like they're playing five at the back because of the shitty center backs they possess, right? Like I don't think Coleman's ideal way of going about things is putting De Jong back there, but he's just trying to figure out what can make the defense somewhat solid. I agree. He was playing De Jong at the back, Pedri in the midfield, uh, with Busquets and Pjanic, I think. But either way, it just no. It's it's not what needs to be be happening. They need to get a new center back for sure. PK cannot be running it with Longley, and I don't even know why Titi's been benched. Just there's a lot of question marks at yeah. Barcelona. It just goes like it's just another reason why Messi. I am personally, I think Messi needs to just move on because he can do all he wants, score 20 goals a season, win the Pachichi. They win a couple, though, Ray, fantastic. But, like, in the overall picture, he's not going to win another big trophy in his career if he stays at Barca. Yeah, I stand by that because I don't, I don't think Barca has all the pieces. They just have little bits and pieces here and there that kind of make them look flashy, but they're not going to get results against big teams. Yeah, so. that's very well put. And this is PSG without Neymar. Like yep, without Neymar, one of the best players in the world, and they're losing four one, and then it just yeah. But I agree. That's I think that's enough. That's enough for Champions League. I mean to to conclude tomorrow that we're, it's Thursday night right now. Tomorrow's Friday. The draw is happening. How we pick one? What's one like one matchup you'd really want to see? What do you mean? Like, if I could have any any matchup I wanted? Yeah, if you could have one match, like one matchup that you that you really enjoy watching, which one would you pick? Um, honestly, I'm gonna have to go kind of off the board here. I would love to see Chelsea Madrid. I would love to see that one. Che- I think Chelsea Madrid, because like. 
I mean, Liverpool City is always going to be a great game. Chelsea City would be a great game, but you see that in the Prem. Nah, screw that, man. Yeah, screw the domestic matchups. I really hope that there's not a bunch of domestic matchups in this next one, like Bayern, Dortmund, City, Liverpool. That will cheese me because it's, yeah, you see it all the time. I want to see something new. Like, I hope I see, if I was to pick one, I hope there's, I think it'd be dope to have a Liverpool-Real rematch. I think that would be cool. But I also think it'd be dope for like. I mean, there's an maybe... obvious one right in front of us. There's C- City Bayern, like that. That game would be absolutely ridiculous. yeah. But I was gonna say that too. I don't. I don't want to have that too early. I'd rather see that later on. Yeah, that's exactly why I didn't mention that one. Because if maybe PSG City to see Mbappe test City's back line, I think that might be cool. Would you um, want to see a rematch of Bayern PSG from last year? That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I all just think the loss of Neymar is the loss of Neymar is too big. I think he'll be back though. You think? Uh, I think he's gonna be back for the next leg. One thing I will say though is, I swear to God, if City draws Porto, <laughs> the draws rigged, man. <laughs> the draws rigged. There's no way that every year they can manage to get the worst team <laughs> in the whole draw over and over again. Um, I think it was your buddy David who DM'd the the podcast Instagram account. I think he was he thought he was talking to you, but he was talking to me. Yeah. But I said the same thing to him. I'm like, bro, if if City draws Porto, I'm gonna lose my shit. Yeah, yeah it just can't happen. So honestly, I mean, there's also like, I mean, a Liverpool Dortmund would be fun too because Liverpool isn't really in fine form and Holland is. So it'd be that, nice. To- that would be that would be sick. It wasn't the last time that happened. The time when. Liverpool came back and won like four three with the yeah um that was like that crazy matchup when Coutinho was still there and mm-hmm. uh, what's what's the center back Skirtle <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skirtle score or something crazy <laughs> yeah yeah no that's what I'm saying that matchup would be really really fun too I mean yeah, any matchup kind of, you get I, here is gonna be great except Porto I'm so sorry Porto you got kind of lucky yeah I I just want to it actually would be cool to see like little historical rematches like. Liverpool, Madrid, Dortmund, Liverpool would be cool. Um, I mean, none of the other ones are really here. PSG, Bayern, like you mentioned. So, but anyways, let's let's move on to the Prem. Uh, a, a couple, quite a few sleeper games in this week. Did you watch much of the games? Yeah, I enjoyed them. The, I mean, I can tell you right off the bat which ones I didn't watch. I didn't watch Leicester Sheffield because you couldn't pay me enough money to watch that game. I didn't watch Palace West Brom because once again you couldn't pay me enough money to watch that game, and I didn't watch Villa Newcastle because Grealish wasn't playing. So really, I don't really want to see anyone else. Yeah, Rest both Villa. I watched a bit of the Newcastle Villa game. It was pretty boring. It's just they both scored late. Um, Chelsea and Leeds was a good game, but just uh, it was weird that Chelsea couldn't find the finishing touch. Bamford got injured. Not sure how long he's out, but that was a big blow for them. Um, not much else to say from that game. Well, I mean, I think the big games for me were obviously the North London Derby. I watched that fully. That was that was insane. Well, so um, just wait before we move on from the Chelsea Leeds game. What did you? I wanted to get your take. Obviously, you being German, what you thought about Werner being dropped to the bench and Havertz getting the start up top. Because I didn't think Havertz played that poorly, but looking at a result that's nil-nil, you're kind of like, okay, he probably should have scored one. Havertz? Yeah. 
Yeah, he had a couple chances. I think he was doing that because Havertz had a good game last game, getting two assists. I think he was trying to reward him. And, I mean, they brought on Werner around the 60th minute, so they gave him, like, 30 minutes to have an impact as well, and he didn't. I think it's just he's trying to get get Havertz going, and I, I think it's working. I think Havertz is improving. But I think from now on, obviously, he's probably not going to do that again, playing Havertz in, like, a false nine center forward role. I think he's just going to continuously play him that in that cam role, probably beside Mount behind Werner, like I was mentioning when we were talking about Champions League. Yeah, no, I so. agree. Yeah, I just wanted to hear what you had to say about that because when I saw that lineup come out, I'm like, that's extremely interesting and ballsy. But I don't think it was a bad choice. I think all of Chelsea was pretty like wasteful, so I wouldn't pin it straight on Tuchel no. picking yeah, Havertz. Yeah. Just he's just kind of trying to be adventurous with it. I, I back it. Well, um, dude, we can touch back on the North London derby. I know you probably love that game. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, the Lana, the L- or Lana, Lamella. <laughs> yeah, the Lamella goal. The Lamella Rabona was it was pretty gross. Um, I really liked uh the goal itself, although it was against Arsenal. I mean, you don't really see that too often. That was pretty uh pretty cheeky on his part. But Lamella, then though, he went fucking WWE. <laughs> yeah, he, dude he even got a yellow today against Zagreb in a Europa <laughs> game like he's just super like reckless and has a temper he, re- he reminds me of Neil Mope he's just that guy that everyone hates like, he's if a I was rat. to pick someone besides Mope I hate it'd be Lamella you like, know what he reminds me of I hate of? Spurs but what, you know what? you know like kind of Brad Marchand's reputation in the NHL just being a rat yeah that's that's, that's what yeah. I think of him that's more so Mopey. Like, I wouldn't say Lamella has that much of a rep. It's just when you see him play and you play against him, he's just, like, that guy you just hate. <laughs> he's, like, sawed in men's league. Just that guy who likes to stir shit up. <laughs> just, like, to piss off people, literally. I mean, it's not just men's league. He likes to, Saw likes to piss people off in general. So, That's very true. But, but uh, Lacazette scored. Um, yeah, who scored Arsenal's first goal? Odegaard. Um, having... Oh, yeah, 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 they have, okay, yeah. Cherny, Cherny was rinsing Doherty all game. I think it was a mistake for Mourinho not to play Aurier. He was rinsing Doherty, ended up crossing in. Odegaard gets on the score sheet. He's starting to gain really good form. I, I'm, I'm happy about that. And then Lacazette was fortunate. I think, did you think that was a penalty? I thought it was a penalty. I thought so. Like... It, it, it always comes down to this like is it a penalty a few years ago everyone's like 10 years ago it's not a penalty it's like okay like, sh- let's shut up man it's not 10 years ago like, that, nowadays that's a penalty well people argue Sanchez is going for the ball if if Lacazette gets the shot and then gets taken out afterwards people uh, view that as not disrupting the play but just a tackle afterwards so mm-hmm. some people don't view it as like as malicious, but it's still like he didn't get any of the ball. He took a Lacazette completely, uh, and the tackle happened like just as Lacazette was shooting. So like it was a very fine line, but I think because of how much of Lacazette he got, I think it was a penalty. I agree. And uh, good on Lacazette for scoring. He actually probably wasn't gonna play. Aubameyang showed up late to the game and got benched for that was hilarious disciplinary reasons. I think it's it's funny, but it's good on Arteta to crack down on rules and be like, "Hey, show up on time." Like, I think that's good coaching, if anything. Yeah, especially yeah, for North London derby to be like, "Oba, like you're a best player, but you're sitting on the bench." Like, that's ballsy from Arteta, and they still won, 
and it made a good statement on how he is about coaching. So I back it. Lacazette, Lacazette finishes dinner. No issues there. I thought Kane, Kane was unlucky not to score. Got a header. It was offside. Hit the post off a free kick. But he just looks like he's... Sung got injured also. We didn't mention that. But like mm-hmm. because of that, it looks like Kane just holds all the weight with Spurs. He does. He carries it. He's literally like <laughs> literally. a messy. Without Kane, that Bale had a bad player. game. Bale had a bad game and Sung got injured. So it was like, okay, Kane, you have to do it. And he almost did. He almost tied the game. But uh, he couldn't pull it off. And then... I mean, lastly, Lamella elbows Cherney in the face and gets a red, and he's acting like he didn't mean it, but it's like, buddy, come on. You're a dirty player at heart, and I mean, he deserved the red. And <laughs> I posted on her Insta because I just la- made me laugh so hard. Like, Mourinho's face, he, like, licks his lips, and he just has this... He's just dying inside, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of stupid. I don't know why. Me, I don't know why he did that. Yeah, it's just dumb. And What do you think of the... Uh, what- I- did you watch the Everton game? They lost to Burnley. Um, yes, that was when McNeil scored the banger. Yeah, that was that was probably the first game in a year and a half I've watched of Burnley that I enjoyed. <laughs> Dwight McNeil scores a banger. Uh, Calvert Lewin responded with the header, but Everton never really got back into it. And I mean. When Burnley's, when Burnley's up in a game, they have all the, the tools to sit back and defend and, and hold the lead. So, I mean, Everton going down early kind of set themselves up for a hard uh, comeback to climb. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, that was a tough L to take, but they'll move on from it. They've been in decent form. I don't think we have to look too deeply into that. Burnley's getting in pretty decent form, so I think that's a... Uh, Burnley's... Burnley's officially probably safe from relegation after that. Um, I forget. Yeah. I don't know if I watched the Brighton game. I'm trying to think. Brighton, that was against Southampton, Southampton right? Yeah. yeah Brighton that was won the one 2-1. That, one. that was the one that Che Adams scored, and I'm pretty sure Dunk scored as well. Che Adams scored the, the gross goal, didn't he? Didn't he score like a volley? Yeah. That was mm. kind of filthy. Then Dunk scored, obviously. Oh, okay. Trossard's goal was pretty nice. Well taken. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, this was the both Brighton and Burnley. Just the only difference with this game week with them winning was they finished their dinner, which doesn't happen very often. Like, oftentimes they just they don't take their chances and they end up losing one nothing or two one. And finally, for once, um, they scored and they scored more than one and they got a result from it. I mean, that's but kind of I, what happens I when you have Fraser Forrester and. Uh... They've been playing him over McCarthy for some just reason. So stupid. Which is which is weird. So um, so stupid. But uh, yeah, I don't. Was well, it stupid or is it? I mean, McCarthy hasn't been great. Forster's so like, terrible, and he's like ninety. So it's like, okay, guys, like, what's what's the point here? But yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not not much you can really talk about there. We'll move. I mean, we can move to Liverpool because you know, Jota. Jota popped the popped yeah, in bag. Jota scored against his old club. And Patricio died. died. Didn't. What? I didn't. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I turned it off um, near the end. <laughs> I think after like the 60th minute. And then I saw after Patricio, they're like, oh, this is like Raul Jimenez 2.0. Yeah. What, can you explain what happened? Honestly, I can't. Like, I saw it. 
and I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and even looking at the replay, I'm like, what the hell just happened? It was just kind of this thing where there was no intention, which is exactly why there was no cards given. It was just like an unlucky thing. It's you know how Jimenez's thing is like that's just like a soccer play that just went wrong. Yeah, that's literally what it was. It's a goalie going for a ball and just ending poorly. Could have happened to anyone. It's not Patricio's fault. Not anyone in Liverpool's fault. But uh, that's pretty scary for them, considering I think their backups, like some guy named Hover. We have the weird ass name. Yeah. Uh, oh no, I the... think that's the. I think that's the defender actually. Port- tr- he's a Portuguese. Another Portuguese guy, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember who their backup would... goalie is, but I can't remember. So I'm just gonna look at. Oh, up. I'm thinking of Everton. Everton Pickford got injured and the Portuguese guy came into it. No, yeah, that's not Wolves. Yeah. I'm really scatterbrained today, but yeah. I'm not sure who their backup goalie is, but whoever it is is probably not going to be good enough. And it just adds to Wolves. Um, it's unlucky. Shitty state right now. Very, very yeah, unlucky. Yeah, it's unlucky. And I mean, you hate to see the concussions too, because like, you never know how long they're going to be out for. Like, Jimenez, like, basically just out of full season because of Dava Louise just crunching him it's just pure unlock like bad luck come on oh my god you know who the backup goalie for wolves is do you remember tell, tell me it's like some meme goalie the guy who played for norwich time ago his name's john ruddy like the bald dude do you remember him mm, no dude he looks so he... funny but he's so bad like <laughs> worse than rob green yeah, he's probably on par, man. He's pretty bad. <laughs> and he's wow. like 35 That's... or something like that. So, yeah, they're kind of screwed. Feel bad for them. Just stay up. Hopefully, I think they will. But <laughs> no, Yeah, they're going to stay up. <laughs> yeah. It's basically just like all that tells you is that for the rest of the season, they're going to be getting quite a few L's. I was interested to see that once again, United didn't score. Like they won one nothing, but it was an own goal. So, I mean... Yeah, you're getting results. You yeah. got the result, but you've got to raise some red flags there. Like, why can't you score with the amount of talent you have? Yeah, they're missing Cavani. They're playing James and Greenwood. But yeah, Rashford's been kind of. Rashford hasn't been doing anything as of late, and he's mm-hmm. kind of he's supposed to be that guy who steps up when like United needs a spark. Yeah, and even Bruno didn't do much. Uh, Pogba's back though Pogba played in Europa today he actually scored was the reason they beat Milan so I mean that's a boost for them to have another world class player slot in so it's a result I I mean it's also West Ham that was never going to be an easy game I also noticed on the last podcast we talked about Lingard playing in this game and we were stupid enough to say that we didn't even realize he can't even play against his parent club Yeah, Lingard couldn't even play this game which I think considering West Ham's play with Lingard the last four games, 90 minutes, it's kind of going to throw them off a bit if they have to toss in a squad without him, right? So Yeah, that's um, tough. I thought they played well, though, all unlucky. things considered. We kind of glanced uh, over I the think... fact that Iannaccio also netted a hat-trick. So. I mean, like I said, I yeah, didn't, I didn't watch the, the game. Quality. Well, I remember he's always this... had the quality. And, and you said Vardy, can't, Vardy needs proper support he can't play when he's just isolated he'll never get the ball and rarely get chances and that's where Ilinacho comes in because when you play two up top it, it works with Vardy he got two assists you could tell it's it's a dynamic that's better 
Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I think Iheanacho came from, from City, and there was like a statistic when he was on City of having like the best goals per minute or something on the team, which is kind of the same thing that's going on with uh, Jesus right now. But I, I've always really, really liked Iheanacho, and I think after what he's doing this season, they have to stick with that two up top. Like I think, I think yeah. I don't think Harvey Barnes was back for this game. Like I said, I didn't watch it because it's Sheffield. But um, as soon as Harvey Barnes is back, and as soon as Madison's back, you probably drop Perez, slot Madison right behind well, both of them. Think a bit though, because the with you mentioning this right now, I'm thinking of okay, say they play a four four two, Barnes on the left, uh, whoever on the right. Sank Under, but he's leaving. He's on loan or Albright and whatever. Then say you have Madison Tielemans in the middle and Il Nacho and Vardy up top. That works, but like they're always going to want to play Nandidi. So I think they like Tielemans, Madison, Nandidi are always going to be on the pitch. So there's always going to be three mids, mids, which limits what you can do up top, right? Because then you can't play a two striker. I think so you have to play three like, at the back because none of since James Justin got injured, greasy. none of. None of your uh, fullbacks are technically or are playing good enough, but your center backs are. Like so, Yonchu is playing okay. Actually, they have been good. doing that. Fafana is good. I think yeah, they, that's what I'm didn't saying. they just do that in that game? They played three at the back. They played Fafana, Soyuncu, Evans. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't watch. I think it. they did. I'm pretty no. I'm pretty sure they did because they played um, Pereira on the right. Pereira's been playing wing, uh, basically his right mid, and on the left is Castagni, and then they've been playing Tielemans, Nindidi. Um, so that's been working. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, been like I think a three-five-two or whatever, whatever they're doing. Yeah, I mean, and Diddy's um, pretty good. He's pretty gross. Those Telemans. We've already talked about them, and Iosi Perez is just a band-aid until Madison comes back, or Barnes, whoever's first. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. I don't um, think we have to touch on the Palace game. It was a penalty. I didn't watch it. Probably an absolute snooze fest. I don't know if you watched it. Yeah, I saw Milivojevic score the pen, but yeah, just complete snooze. And then uh, City, same thing for that. City though. beat Fulham. I was happy Aguero scored though. I was really happy about that. It was nice to see. Yeah, City was good, um, clinical once again, and um, yeah, just a, just another day at the office for them basically to sum that one up. What are they uh, now? 14 points clear of United? They're I'm enough. Sure Let's just say that. They're I'm pretty sure it's 14. Clear. Yeah, something like that. Like, they have to have won that's, the title. That's probably enough chat for this. There's one thing I wanted to talk about before we close off. And, I mean, we don't really talk about Europa League, but it's kind of neat to talk about what just happened today. <laughs> Spurs went to Zagreb. In Croatia, up two nothing from the first leg, they end up losing three two. Do I saw I posted on our story. One guy commented, apparently Zagreb were the worst ranked team, and all the Europa teams left. Well, didn't their and, manager go to jail? Yeah, they're so yeah they're playing manage managerless. He went to jail for corruption, or he's in a legal battle, whatever is going on. So. They're playing with no manager, down two nothing at home. Any away goal would basically seal the tie for Spurs, and they blew it. 
I mean, yeah. granted, I don't know if I watched the highlights. I don't know if you did, but the guy, the Croatian guy who scored all, he got a hat trick or sick, I think his name was. Um, yeah. Two of the goals were absolutely disgusting. One was a was a square ball into the box where he just finished basically on a penalty dot. But the yeah. other two were basically like bangers. One was he had a the one where he disgusting it, no? shot top corner. Yeah, curled yeah. the top corner, and then the, and the one extra time he dribbled through like four Spurs players and scored. Um, but there's a bunch of people saying Mourinho needs to go now. So I was curious what your thoughts on the whole nah. Spurs situation after that result. Nah, they're fine. People need to relax, man. I, t- I literally told um my buddy Ty. Cause Are he was they saying fine, how, though? Yeah, well, I mean, I told Ty this. Like, yeah, it sucks you got uh kicked out of Europa League. But let's be real here. Tottenham doesn't care about Europa League. Europa League's pretty shit. Let's just get that out of the way. For a team like Buddy, Tottenham... they don't have... They haven't gotten trophies in years. They can take whatever trophy they can get. But look at Europa where they are. probably their best Look chance. at where they are on the table. They can, they can get... Mean? Look where they are. They can get fourth if they if they put some... Yeah, you don't get a trophy together. for fourth. Yeah, well, they're not going to win Europa either. So they're not getting a trophy okay, regardless. Okay, but you can't tell me... You can't tell me that the competition in Europa is that crazy that Tottenham's a whack candidate to potentially win it. Tottenham's got the same quality as United, Arsenal, Milan. Like they can go, they could go on and win it, especially Bale, Son, Kane. If Son's not, injured. yeah, they do. But what I'm saying, You're just is talking they don't last care episode about of it. the best top three in Europe. Yeah, that's what I'm they saying. They care about it. No, they don't, man. They they want top four. You want Champions League. No team wins Europa League, and they're like, sick, we won Europa League. You when also get when you Champions came from, by Europa League. Yeah, but you can get it from top four as well. You know Tottenham uh, prioritizes domestic success in the Prem over the Europa League because it's not the Champions League. I don't know. I mean, a tro- I think they prioritize getting any sort of silverware with their past success, which has been nothing i'm sure harry kane doesn't care if it's europa league or champions league. he just wants some silverware to his name i don't know uh, i feel like this i think yeah it's shit that they got kicked out and it shouldn't have happened but i think people are blowing it out of proportion they're six points off of fourth so that's definitely their goal right now they want top four right because the thing with europa league is you have to win europa league to win to to get champions league it's not like you can come third in yeah, Europa League. So there's slimmer chances yeah, of that, that than you getting top four. Yeah, but at least you're talking about going to Champions League through the top four route versus winning Europa. At least you, if you win Europa, you get to go to Champions League and you get a trophy out of it. So it's like it's it's a double whammy in terms of positives. Yeah. But I think them losing this game is just a collection of problems at that club. One... There's so many issues at the back, man. They're like, remember you're talking about Tarkowski and me? Like, both, all their center backs are not good enough. I think uh, Aurier has been, he has flashes where he does good things, but Aurier has always been a band aid. He's, he's never been a ripe. Like, put Wamba Sock on Spurs team, you know how much it would change it? Like, they but need like, new defenders. They but, need, like, do they? I don't I, know, man. Because, t- like, three weeks ago. Do. Three uh, or in February they lost to City three nothing. We're like, yeah, this was kind of expected, but then in the Prem they go the next week and they absolutely smash. Uh, oh my God, who was it? I think it was Palace or something. I mean, in March, like that's at the start of March, they smashed Palace four nothing, and you're like, okay, great game, Bale, Kane, you played amazing. 
And then, yeah, you just lost in the um, in the in the North London Derby. But yeah, like you said, the game before uh, the Palace game, they beat Burnley for nothing. So it's just the kind of thing where, like, there's gonna be ups and downs. Yeah, they shouldn't have gotten eliminated. But like to say it's time for Mourinho to leave is kind of like no. Well, he's had like two years now, almost as Spurs. The only thing I'll say is. There's no one really to replace him. I think it is a bit too early for Mourinho, but I think it's also the club as the whole. Because I don't know, I don't know if you watched the Spurs documentary that came out a couple years ago or last year. I'm not sure, but it seems like Daniel Levy, the the president, is a bit cheap. He is. He like is. he doesn't seem like he likes going out of his way to buy players. And when you have arguably probably a second best striker in the world after Lewandowski, it's probably like only justifiable to give him a supporting cast to go out and win yeah they have son yeah they brought in bail but like they brought in Ndombele for 60 million could they use could they have used that 60 million better considering how little purchases they make because of daniel levy i think so yeah you Ndombele was Ndombele, such a stupid buy <laughs> i think Ndombele was for 60 million no way like like between sissoko and like, hoiberg you do not need Ndombele Hoiberg was a great buy. I'll give them that. Doherty, complete waste. Why'd you bring in Doherty? He's basically just because Aurier extra shit. legs. But Aurier shit, but they still play him seventy five percent of the time. So why'd you bring in Doherty? You bring in Nandombele for sixty million. Okay, you bring in Lacelso. He's good, but he's not. He's not going to make you a Premier League winning team or some somewhere like a team that can win something like Champions League. So I mean, like. I don't know the whole. They're they're similar to Juve. They're they're buying players that are just not gonna bring them to the next level. And I I was also saying, Stephen was DMing me today about Spurs. And I was saying to him like I don't even see many players who not many people look at Tottenham as a destination they want to go to. To be honest. Well, yeah. I like, mean, would you want to go to Spurs? I wouldn't want to go to Spurs. I mean, yeah, I would. I mean, depending on my position. If I'm a defender, no. If I'm an attacker, yeah. I'd love to play with Harry Kane and Son and Bale, but, like, we still don't know how consistent Bale is. I think they, saying, they have pieces the, and shit. It's just the kind of thing where Mourinho what year, is tough. What year are we in now of Spurs having Kane? How, how long has he been there? Oh like, my. four, five years now? Kane's been there his entire career, man. So, he's grown to be one of the most lethal striker, strikers in the world but like what progress have they made they're almost just as poor as they were a couple years ago like okay they made the Champions League final but like they're not getting any better and they haven't brought in any pieces that have really significantly made them better except for Hoybeard yeah and Hoybeard shouldn't be your best signing in the last two three years man like they're playing Lamella acting like he's gonna be like the 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 factor that gets them results, like I don't know, it just there's a lot wrong with. I think they need to do right back. I think they need to. They moved on from Vertonghen a year or two ago, and I think all the world needs to go too. I don't know why they extended his contract. Davidson Sanchez, I think, is nothing special. They also let Erickson go for free. I forgot to mention that. I think that's disgusting. Uh, another elephant in the room. They let Deli Ali be benched all season. Guy's probably one of the best players in the squad. Why are you benching him a whole season? Also, if you're going to bench him, you might as well sell him and get 50, 60, 70 million for him and, and, and purchase someone to fill in another gap in the squad. Just, 
Okay, so Tons then before before we sign off here, real quick, uh, you're in Daniel Levy's shoes. I give you all free reign. You buy three players within reason, obviously. Like you can't say like Neymar and Bappe, Holland. Like that's obviously not doable. So I give you buy three players to fix this team. Who are you buying? Well, I'll I'll go even further. That I'll tell you a collection of everything I do. At one, uh get rid of Aurier. I'd get rid of all the Weralt. I'd keep Sanchez as a backup. Uh, I'd sign Regulon. I'd sign Bale permanently. Uh, I'd probably give Doherty like the starting role to kind of see if he can get better and become that cemented spot. If I was to bring in three players... Hmm... Um... Ooh, I'm trying to think of in Europe. Well, they have Kane, they have Son. If they bought Bale, they would, I th- I'd say they keep Deli Alley, if not sell him. I- I'm kind of on the fence because I like Deli Alley as a player. I think he should be in Cam. I think they should move on from Lucas Mora and get, while he's still young, and get some money for him as well. Um, I think Nimdombele, he's not going to go anywhere anytime soon, but I mean, I don't really fancy him too much. If I was them, I'd buy, go for Declan Rice, put mm-hmm. him beside Hoiberg. Oh yeah. Uh, and if and if I could pick one more person, um, I'm trying to think in the in the world who's some good. Um, it's just tough because with Delhi. I think you need you need a world class center back. If I'm there, I'm signing. If I'm them, I'm signing Ramos for free. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, I forgot about center backs. Yeah, that's keep Ali, keep Bale, play Sun, Bale, Ali, Kane, get Rice beside Hoybier. Although that's far fetched. United are probably gonna scoop him up. Get sell Aurier, sell all the worlds, keep the Doherty and right back, and then yeah, pick up two. I'd say pick up two new center backs. Pick up maybe yeah, Ramos. Maybe look into the other leagues, find somebody. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything special, man. Like. Uh, look at Everton picking up Godfrey from N- Norwich. Norwich. And, like, he's yeah. doing well. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be anyone uh, as crazy as uh, like a Umpacano or like like look at Liverpool picking up Quebec. Like, just find a hidden gem somewhere that's going to make a difference. Yeah. All I know is it's not going to be all the world. And throwing in Tanganga for months in a while is not going to be the answer either. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a lot of issues there. I'm 100 percent gonna clip one of the a part of this conversation, ask some of the people on Insta because I'm curious what people think about Spurs. Yeah, it'd be very, very interesting. Considering they have so many weapons, but it's just not clicking. Yeah. See if they figure it out. So that's good enough for today. Um, Champions League draw tomorrow. Uh, definitely gonna be some juicy uh, matchups there. I'm excited for that. And then I think uh, Prem's on tomorrow at three. I think and it's, over the weekend. Yeah, so I, I think guess it's four. We'll but have yeah, same thing. Afternoon game. Next episode next week sometime when the weekend's wrapped up. So probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, one of those days. Um, any last thoughts? Um, yeah, actually, uh, I wanted to get the viewers' help here. Um, we I seem to have lost something. So if you guys find it. He's approximately six feet tall, approximately 120 pounds soaking wet, has a uh, questionable haircut, but he does well for himself. 
a new excavator for Pioneer Pools. If anyone has seen Sot or heard from Sot, because uh, he keeps ditching, uh, let us know, please. Please reach out to through the Instagram. That's about it. To be to be fair though, I didn't even mention we were recording tonight, but like I just expected him to say no, and plus it's already eleven o'clock right now, and he would have said no because he he's got a bedtime because he's an up and comer in the pioneer industry. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean we won't shit on him too much, but yeah, if anyone's seen him, uh, please return him home. Yeah, he'll be the real ones who make it to this point point in the episode, and and they'll get the message and hopefully contact him. Most likely the classics. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next episode next week. Um, yeah, uh, see you guys later. See ya, fuckers. Yeah.